welcome to the next episode of the Anatomy and Physiology On The Go podcast. The podcast intended to provide you with brief, important, big picture ideas and concepts in the realm of human anatomy and physiology. I am your host, Gilda Harris, and I'm a professor at St. Philip's College in San Antonio, Texas. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you're made aware of all the newest content that I create. Without further ado, let's get on to the next episode. Today's episode of the Anatomy and Physiology On The Go podcast will conclude a four-part series on tissues. Please recall that way back in episode one, I discussed that tissues are a collection of cells, tissues are a collection of similar specialized cells and cell products that perform a specific function. The study of tissues is called histology. The four types of tissues are epithelial, connective, muscle, and nervous. The content of this episode will cover nervous tissue. Nervous tissue is found in the brain, spinal cord, and nerves. Nervous system of the body is divided into two parts, central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. The central nervous system consists of the brain and spinal cord, which are both located centrally in your body. The peripheral nervous system consists of the branching peripheral nerves. Nervous tissue is responsible for coordinating and controlling many body activities through its ability to carry electrical signal from one part of the body to another. Nervous tissues stimulate muscle contractions, create an awareness of the environment, plays a major role in emotions, memory, and reasoning. There are two types of cells in the nervous tissues, neurons and neuroglia cells. Neurons are the major cell of the nervous tissue, while the neuroglia cells are supporting cells, which provide nutrients and support to the neurons. We will now direct our focus on the neuron before moving to a brief discussion on the various types of neuroglia cells. We will have a much more in-depth conversation about nervous system in the future, but for now, let's learn the cells of the nervous system. Neurons are cells specialized in communication. They receive the information at the one end of the cell and transmit the signal through action potential to the next cell. Neurons are made up of three major parts, dendrites, the cell body, and the axon. The cell body is the large main portion of the neuron that contains the nucleus, nucleolus, and organelles of the cell. The cell body may also be called the soma, as soma is the Greek word for body. Multiple dendrites branch off the cell body as does the long axon. Dendrites are thin, branching, protoplasmic projections from the cell body that function to receive messages. Their branching nature allows them to have a large surface area in which to receive the message from an upstream neuron. The dendrites then pass the message to the cell body for processing. The axon is also a protoplasmic projection from the cell body, but is usually singular in nature and is both longer and thicker than the dendrites. The axon may be wrapped in an insulating layer called myelin sheet, which aids in speeding up the signal as it goes down a lengthy axon. The initial portion of the axon where it transitions from the cell body to axon is called axon hillock. The end of the axon has several branching portions called telodendria. These telodendria end with an axon terminal which stores neurotransmitters. 
in vesicles which carry the message across the synaptic cleft to the next cell. The longest axon in the human body are known in the sciatic nerves, which run from the base of the spinal cord to the big toe of each foot. In general, dendrites receive a message and transmit it to the cell body. The cell body then processes this message and sends it down the axon so it can be shared with the next cell. The next cell may be another neuron or muscle cell or a gland depending on the message. Think of it like this. Let's say you touch a hot stove with one of your fingers. Your fingers receives that message of the heat. The message goes to your palm for processing. And then the message travels up your thick, long forearm to the next recipient. In this example, your fingers are the dendrites, thin, short recipients of the message. Your palm is the large cell body with the nucleus and organelles. Finally, the message transmits up your forearm or axon to continue going. That is the neuron. Let's change our focus to their supporting cells, the neuroglia cells. The neuroglia cell makes up more than half of the volume of the nervous tissue. They maintain homeostasis. They help form myelin. They provide support and protection of the neurons. There are four types of neuroglial cell in the central nervous system and two in the peripheral nervous system. The central nervous system consists of the brain and spinal cord. The four neuroglial cells of the central nervous system are the oligodendrocytes, the astrocytes, ependymal cells, and microglia cells. Oligodendrocytes are the cells that coat the axon with their cell membrane to form a specialized layer called myelin which insulates the axon and allows electrical signal to pass more rapidly down the axon without myelin the signal travels significantly slower astrocytes are the most abundant neuroglia cells they are star-shaped provide physical structure to the brain provide glucose to the brain during times of increased demand and help maintain a blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier acts effectively to protect the brain tissue from pathogens and other potentially toxic substances circulating in the blood. Ependymal cells line the spinal cord and ventricles of the brain. These cells are involved in the secretion and circulation of the cerebrospinal fluid. Cerebrospinal fluid, also known as CSF, functions as a shock absorber and provides nutrients. We will talk more about this in the future, but just know that ependymal cells are responsible for CSF production in the central nervous system. Microglia cells are the final CNS neuroglia cell. These are the immune cells of the central nervous system as they constantly patrol the cerebral microenvironment to respond to pathogens and damage. Those are the four types of neuroglia cells in the central nervous system. There are two neuroglia cells of the peripheral nervous system. As mentioned previously, the peripheral nervous system includes all of the peripheral nerves of the body. These two neuroglia cells of the peripheral nervous systems are the Schwann cells and the satellite cells. Schwann cells are the primary neuroglia cells of the peripheral nervous system. 
Schwann cells wrap around the axon of the peripheral nerves to provide a myelin sheet to speed up conduction. In this way, Schwann cells are similar to the oligodendrocytes of the central nervous system. Schwann cells are also involved in the maintenance of axons and are crucial for neural survival. If the axon of a peripheral nerve is damaged, the Schwann cell can aid in digesting the damaged material and guide the formation of new axonal growth. Nerve cells of the central nervous system are unable to regenerate after injury, while nerve cells of the peripheral nervous system can regenerate. The current theory is that the Schwann cell are one of the reasons why the peripheral nerves can repair. The last neuroglia cell is the satellite cells. Satellite cells are not well understood. They surround some cells of the peripheral nervous system. They are thought to provide nutritional support and protection. They may be analogous to the astrocytes of the central nervous system, but more research needs to be conducted to know for certain what these cells do. That's it for nervous tissue. We will spend a lot more time in the future discussing the brain, the spinal cord, action potentials, and nerves. But for now, this should serve as a good introduction to some of the key players in the nervous system. As always, please subscribe, comment, and share these episodes so that they continue being produced.